millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Home wins undefeated. Managers, who needs me? Welcome to Charlton Live, everybody. Good evening. This is Charlton Live. Uh, you are live from the valley. We are in competition with a four-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> I'm trying Next to get door. a cake. Uh, I'm trying to keep. <laughs> I'm trying to keep Nathan and Paul out of the uh, out of the uh, uh, party, but it's uh, it's not proving successful. Uh, yes, joining me this evening uh, is Nathan and Paul. Evening, boys. Evening, all. How's everybody? All right. Yeah, living the dreams always. Jolly good. Uh, uh, we are going to talk about the game yesterday, of course. Uh, another victory, as I said, the fourth home victory on the spin. And uh, the first for Kevin Nugent, of course. Following the sacking of Russell Slade, of course, we're going to end up talking about that. We, uh, we're going to look at the uh, the latest odds for who the next manager is going to be. We are also going to ask you uh, for um, four suggestions, if you will, uh, which Nathan's just tweeting out. The very first one is, who do you want as manager, first of all? Secondly, who do you think is going to be manager? Who do you absolutely not want as manager? 
And then one a bit out of left field. I want your um, your ideas of who you'd want to be manager that's never likely to happen in a million years. Uh, and but I want a reason for that. I don't want you just just pick uh, Guardiola out the out the edge. You know what I mean? I, I want your reasons why you want this particular manager. Uh, although it's never going to happen. So those uh, those things we're going to talk about, and everything else that you're going to uh, you're going to throw at us. We have got your emails and tweets. Uh, if you could uh, studio at CheltenLive.co.uk if you want to email us, and uh, of course at CheltenLive if you want to tweet us. But of course. First uh, order of business. Uh, no Louis tonight, by the way. He's, uh, he's schmoozing up in Stoke or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he followed the team bus from Port Vale yesterday. Out of it. Uh, he might have just tagged on the end with his roller skates. I've no idea. But anyway, uh, no Louis tonight, but uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll stand in. If um, We're going to talk about the game, of course. Uh, and um, we're going to hear from um, Kevin Nugent post-game, as well as uh, the highlights. And we're going to listen to Morgan Fox um, after uh, what was probably one of his better performances uh, in a championship, I think, personally. But... Um, first of all, guys, what did you think? Uh, good, good to get a win. That's the important part. I mean, I know it's been a weird week in some ways, and just a normal part of the roller coaster that is Charlton at this moment in time. But um, the, the important part is you want to see three points on the pitch, and we, we did it. I mean, for me, it was twenty minutes of good football that got the two goals. The rest of it was relatively mediocre, but it was relatively professional performance. I thought. Yeah, I, I, I thought we. Um, I was on, on Thursday show. I was a bit dubious because I thought it was going to be a nothing game and a, a boring nil nil or a one nil scrappy win. But um, I was pleased the way we. Uh, we'll obviously go into it a bit more. But the way we done our homework on Port Vale, especially from the wider areas, which I thought they were really weak at defending from uh, wide areas. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was quite a, a professional performance. First half, second half, um, we sort of lost that bit of zip, and we sort of we didn't really manage the game as much as. I would have hoped, but like, like Paul just said, the three points is the be-all and end-all, and hopefully we would try and bring that momentum forward for obviously Tuesday and uh, next Saturday's game, which could be an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get to that later. Well, we'll let the Thursday boys deal with Saturday. We'll deal, we'll deal, with, we'll deal with Tuesday. It's a lot easier. Uh, I will come on to it. We'll, we'll play the highlights in a second, and I will come on to the, the Port Vale game away, actually, because uh, if anybody was listening that were was at uh, Vale Park, the similarities between that game and, yes, and Saturday's game are stunning. Because in the first game at Vale Park, we absolutely played them off the park. I mean, much better than we did yesterday. For 45 minutes, we should have scored five or six. I mean, it was that dominant. Uh, obviously, we had Holmes uh, in the side, and that made a difference. Um, you're right, Nathan, from, from width, we, we bossed it from minute one. Uh, and But the trouble is, we only got the one goal. And I think that was the crucial difference yesterday. We, I think, we again, we bossed 45 minutes. We were excellent, you're right, for 20-odd. Uh, but even even either side of that, they didn't really trouble us as no. such. No. To be fair, even in the second half, even though they, they they had a larger percentage of possession, I suspect, they didn't really trouble us that much, I didn't think. But crucially, the second goal came. And uh, I think had that second goal not come, I think we might have panicked a lot more. Because mm. uh, what happened at Vale Park is we sat deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and just succumbed to a last-minute penalty, mm-hmm. uh, which was... I think if we'd have, if they'd have actually got to go, that's the four-year-old party. That's not Nathan. Uh, disagree. That was just me of a three-point victory. Nathan disagreeing with my point of view. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the uh, don't, just don't make me laugh. I'm fine if you don't make me laugh. Uh, so uh, I think that second goal was crucial. Had they got a goal yesterday, mm. I think we uh, we might have been in a spot of bother. I think uh, th- there's a chance if they'd have got that second goal or oh, the first goal, we might have been under so much pressure. Uh, they'd have started lumping balls in the box and who knows what could have happened after that. So I thought the second goal was crucial. Um, I also thought McGuinness playing was crucial. Uh, yeah. But we'll come on to that in a second. First of all, let's hear the highlights from uh, the Port Vale game at home yesterday. Um, my thanks to Greg Stubley who did most of the hard work because uh, I basically couldn't talk 
which is a bonus, I grant you. <laughs> Jose back to Fox. Charlton bringing the ball forward. Fox has nice, the ball, ball out wide to Jackson. Jackson with a crossing opportunity. Ops to uh, pass it back to uh, Jose. Jose's got Lutman on the far ball. post. Good ball towards Lutman. Takes a touch in the penalty area. Lutman goes oh. to goal. Saved by Anik at the near post. Yeah, and uh, you've got Josh McGuinness tanking in towards the uh, far side of that goal. Looking at Adam Ola, looking with his arms out, thinking a ball across, we would have scored there, and he might be right, but although it had to go past two Port Vale players before it got to Josh McGuinness, so I think Adam Ola-Lookman's perfectly in his rights to have a pop there. Good move from Charlton, almost uh, resulted in the opening goal. It's corner to Charlton. Lookman is showing short for Jackson's corner. Jackson left-footed Much better. towards the far post, and there's three headers oh, off oh, the bar. Jason Pierce with it. Headers come <laughs> against the bar. Lookman's foul. Thomas is it. Jose. Looks to cross it in towards McGuinness. McGuinness wins the header. Oh, he's just crept wide. Well, the header that was from Josh McGuinness. Did he get his neck round that? Lookman, principal, again surrounded by Port Vale players. Does well to come away with it. Now Ulverstad. Good thing with that, though, Prince is there's forward. so many players around Lookman that there are spaces everywhere else. Ulverstad left for Fox. Fox crossing opportunity. Looks towards the far post for McGuinness. McGuinness wins it. Josh McGuinness has given a chance on the lead with a superb header. Lovely ball in from Morgan Fox towards the far post. McGuinness peeled off his man, just headed it, guided it towards the far post. The execution was perfect, and Charlton had the lead. I said at the time that uh, there's so many players around Adam Ola Lookman there, they're three every single time he gets the ball, that uh, there has to be spaces elsewhere, and that space was almost dead in the middle, and then Morgan Fox on the left, and what a fantastic cross from Morgan Fox to pick out. Josh McGuinness at the far, far edge of the six-yard box and a lovely looping header, which left Alwick no chance. Great uh, great goal, and I think Charlton deserved that. Smith flicks the ball on. It's inside the penalty area. Streak gets it under control, goes to ground. Never. It just fell, I think. And Pierce can clear up the line towards Jose. Flicks the ball to his yeah. right. Lookman was on the, wasn't on the same wavelength. Well, and now Thomas has it. Thomas up against McGuinness. Cuts on his right foot inside. It's Tavares. He's got options to his right. It's a poor ball cut out by Morgan Fox. And Fox is really upset. got Jose ahead of yes. him. But Jose's onside. Jose can bear in on goal. It's a heavy first touch. Can he score? Yes, yes lovely he can. Finish. Lovely finish. Nicky Jose has doubled Charlton's lead. Again, Morgan Fox with the assist. All came from a poor ball from Tavares. Fox brought it out to Fed. Released. Nicky Jose has a bit of a heavy first touch. And it came out of goal. But Jose did look well just to sneak it past him. To double Charlton's lead it had to be early it was a great interception in the first place and then Morgan Fox he had the choice he could have uh, he could have panicked a bit and just tried to play safe but he saw Nicky Jose sort of angled and, and curved run down the centre and he measured it perfectly into his path now Jose timed the run superbly as you say maybe a little hard on the first touch but uh, not too close enough uh, not close enough to Ornwick to, uh, to give the keeper any chance and then we've seen him spurn a couple of those chances Nicky Jose uh, but uh, this time he did it superbly and uh, let's hope that's the uh, the first well not the first obviously but let's hope that's a catalyst for many more to throw out from uh, Rudd is picked off but uh, oh that's a lovely ball from Orvestad and it's into Hanlon and he's into the edge of the penalty area Void Smith takes a shot across oh and it's finished by Jose but he's offside yeah I think that's right as well Hanlon he didn't mean that to try and no, pass it across. He went for goal. He quite shield off Smith. Got in behind. And yeah, Jose was definitely offside, in my opinion. Ball comes out. We've had time. And that's it. The referee has called time on the game.
Cousins. Lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the Venegaile. And there's a goal. Joe led the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide ball ball across the penalty area picked out Venegaile, who buried his chance. And Charlton two one up. Charlton Live. You're welcome back to uh, Charlton Live. Uh, that was the highlights, as I said, mostly done by, by Greg, because uh, uh, my throat, uh, I wasn't entirely sure, would last. Uh, fortunately, the second half was dull as dishwater, so I didn't test it much, <laughs> except for the disallowed goal, which I think probably was, yeah. uh, looking at uh, looking at the way we saw it anyway. Um, but uh, would you, would, uh, when you leave that game, are you happy that we've won or just a bit miffed that we sat back and and uh, and the performance in the second half wasn't really up to the same level um i mean obviously we won but um obviously there's not that same element of um when you get a win it used to be it used to mean a lot more um in previous years whereas now it's like okay yeah we won and then you sort of crack on with doing whatever you're doing but um yeah, I mean, in terms of the performance it was great i just at half time i twitter said we just need to make sure our game management's on up to scratch and otherwise we were going to make it hard for us which we always seem to do anyway um, and I think that obviously ended up what was happening but um, yeah I think in terms of the winning feeling it's a case of yeah we're only what four points away from playoffs now but usually you'd be like oh yeah four points away from playoffs now it's like yeah we are <laughs> it's like yeah well it's part of that though because you actually don't believe as a fan that it's realistic is that is that fair? Mm. Is is it because we're so hit and miss, we're so hot and cold? Um, whether or not that will change when uh, a new new broom comes in, I don't know. But we're so hot and cold that we can we can beat Port Vale this week, and then we'll get tonked by Bristol Rovers. Do you know what I mean? So mm. is, is yeah. it is it a case of that you don't actually believe that we can get there? And I even don't. if we get there, we're not sure we can do it anyway. I don't know. I mean, I've, as we just saying, off air at the moment, it just I don't know if any other Charlton fan feels like this. It just feels like a bit of a bit of a chore coming down on a Saturday afternoon to come and watch it at this moment in time but you say about you know the winning fee and those sorts of things but I think Nugent alluded to it in his conference after the game we've won our last four home games so you know from a coming down here and seeing a win actually that's quite regular at the moment and you know we lost one game out of the last seven and eight and incredibly that lost cost Russell his job so it, I think we're going to get the door kicked in yeah, in a second no, they're, they're balloons they are um <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating think, the win. I think the party's over. I could be wrong. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Right. Yeah. I think the woman's just going around stamping on balloons. There might be a child in the way. You might be here screaming a minute uh, <laughs> instead of a balloon. Uh, I've got an email which um, which is sort of sort of match related, which I'll come to in a minute. And uh, if you've got any thoughts on yesterday's match you want to send, we'll try and do those first. Any tweets that uh, that come in that are specific on the game itself, we'll do those first. But this particular one, I'll leave a little bit towards the end because it does bring us into the to the sort of next section about the whole ma- new manager thing. Um, and uh, and why people are necessarily staying away, uh, or would the attitude change? Let's say. But anyway, we'll come to that in a second. Regarding the game itself, up to the up to the to the kickoff, um, pretty much everybody knew that Holmes wasn't going to play because he's done his uh, was it his metatarsal? He's done his yeah, uh, his, uh, yeah. metatarsal, which means he's out for uh, uh, six to eight weeks, or with our physio, uh, our sort of backroom staff, about six years. <laughs> That's a joke, I'm anyway. Uh, but. Um, the, so we knew he wasn't going to be there. And all the rumours up to kickoff was that Josh McGuinness was injured as well. Um, now, had that been the case, do you think we'd have won yesterday? Because uh, I think he's so important to us. 
Josh he, McGuinness. He brings so much to the mm. to the team, doesn't he? Now you know his work rate is he's, he's kind of what you want from a Charlton player. You want eleven of him because he he works his knackers off up top. Um, I think him and a Jose are starting to work well together as well. Um, and I think yeah, he he brings so much in regards to how he holds the ball up, winning those headers. Obviously, as he showed for the for the goal, which is a fantastic header. Um, so yeah, he he does bring a lot. I was I was worried that if he wasn't playing, that that we'd be in trouble. And Lee Novak, yeah, you know he's not not set the world alight so far so I would have been a bit panicky if he uh, if he, if he wasn't playing it's strange with that because Lee, Lee Novak and uh, um, Jose started to pair up before in, a, in the pre-season look, and looked quite sharp uh, in a couple of them so I thought uh, at least if uh, if Novak has to step in it's not that bad of course then we saw Swindon uh, <laughs> uh, although you know they weren't alone there of course but part of that was down to the formation we played as well hmm. and uh, even though yesterday we played four at the back um, four at the back four in the middle two up front um, and um, Crofts is that sort of defensive one of the four, but he wasn't stationed in front of the back four yeah. like we played against Swindon. He was basically mm. stuck in front of the back four. And I don't know if you noticed yesterday, and I did mention it before, but when you've got um, Pierce and uh, Bow, what they love to do is read where the ball's going and get in front of that yep. striker, mm. or, or at least make an attempt to get to the ball first. Mm. You can't do that when you've got a, a midfield player stuck in front of your face. Uh, and they had no room to do that against Sweden, and it completely fell apart. I mean, it weren't the only reason. There were lots more, of course. But uh, I think we we looked so much more freer yesterday. Yeah. And Alverstad wasn't on the left, which helped. Um, much better player in the middle, obviously. I mean, everybody knows that. Quite why Russell Slade didn't spot it. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, we just looked better, and, and I think we looked so much better. Josh McGuinness, even though you know um, some of his touches can leave a lot to be desired at times, but the ball more often than not sticks. Yeah, and then when it does, he plays people in. You know, yeah, I mean, and we sort of alluded to it last week about the, what you said there, tell about the, the defensive, and it was a case of that. I think Cross was getting in the way; he was just a, a bit of a cog in the wheel that was just stuck, and we just couldn't really release him from it. But uh, yesterday, we seemed a lot more fluid in terms of our movement. We had that midfield four in the first half. Um, and go back onto the Jose point. The last time I remember them both playing, I could be wrong, is when we beat Walsall. Was when they both played, and I think Josh set up both of Jose's yep. goals, didn't he? Yeah. So, and and I don't know why. Like you said, we changed the formation up to one up top for whatever reason. But I think when we when we have two up there, it gives other it gives the defenders something to think about. And we look a lot more threatening. So hopefully, uh, it was good to see Nicky Jose scoring. Obviously. The corner flag didn't get him back this week. I watched it back and I was hoping, in a, not, not in a horrible way, I just hoped it got him again just, well, I, I, just actually, to make when, it even better. I didn't mention it on the corner. When, when he went over to celebrate, <laughs> I expected him to do a mock, let the corner flag hit him and fall over type yeah. thing. That's what I was expecting as sort of taking the mickey out of himself, but it, yeah. uh, it, clearly, it clearly affected him. So <laughs> you, you say about the kind of fluid side, but one, one thing we noticed about, and obviously we've got. Um, Interview with him later on, but Foxy <coughs> was just allowed to play you know, further forward. Jacko would kind of fill in a little bit and kind of come, you know, come back into the centre. And it was right, use Fox, let him bomb down the wind because we all know whether people can say about his defensive side of things, and he's a left back who sometimes can struggle to defend. But going forward and putting crosses in, he's done it numerous times over the hundred odd games he's played for us. He can he can put a ball in as he showed for that that goal. They were they were doing that for some stra- strange reason. I actually got in the ground before. The actual game kicks. I usually roll in when it's kicking off. But Foxy was um, practicing his crosses in the in the build up. I don't I don't know who the coach was. I don't think it might have been Simon Clark, but it looked like someone new yeah, down there. It's, well, it's either Simon Clark or um, a Glocklin. Yeah, so there's someone down there making him cross the ball. So I don't know if that's obviously something that he's they've been working on. And but if it is, then it was a stroke of genius because he's absolutely brilliant. So well, I do mention it, and I don't want to preempt the the interview uh, both with Kevin Nugent and um, Morgan Fox, who came into the studio afterwards. But um, I wonder if there's more 
uh, of a res- uh, responsibility on Morgan Fox and uh, whoever's playing right back. Chris Solly was a big miss yesterday, but I thought actually Kevin Foley did, yeah, did, a, good did a good job against yeah. probably one of the best wingers uh, in this league. Um, you just got to make sure that um, he hasn't. He, no, everybody knows he hasn't got a left foot, even though he plays on the left side. Just make sure you, you keep him on his left foot, but uh, which he didn't do in the first sort of. 10-15 minutes but then seemed to read him better after that to the point where he got fed up and come off mm. but um, I thought uh, Morgan Fox because um, Holmes wasn't playing more responsibility on him to deliver balls into the box yeah, because uh, we uh, you, you see that um, Lookman as much as he plays out wide still drifts back into the middle because he's naturally a central central player mm. uh, as good as he is or wherever he is um, so the onus on, on both Foley although Foley's not really an attacking right back I don't think but um, certainly on Morgan Fox to deliver that left foot crossing, and, and, and both goals came from from, from his his assists. Yep. So vitally important. The other thing, I, I, you know, it, it only really occurred to me. And it's because I'm thick, I suppose. But the only thing that really occurred to me um, in previous games, and, and I mentioned it yesterday on commentary, is that when Lookman's got the ball, they immediately and Port Vale did it yesterday. You yeah. know, the opposition put two, sometimes three players around him. Mm. Surely it should be reasonably straightforward if there are three players around him there are spaces elsewhere yeah. there's got to be and, and Overstead was in the middle in space and then Fox on the left in space because they dragged two people in in my opinion anyway dragged two mm. people in to cover him. we've got to do that a lot more haven't we? we've got to just exploit the fact that they're going to swarm around Lookman because he's tagged as our most dangerous player mm. uh, and utilise Spaces elsewhere. We got to them. Yeah, I mean, there was a case of when Ricky was doing it. So as soon as Ricky got the ball, and you know he drives forward, and and that's where he picks up a lot of his injuries, obviously through tackles, because people just want to swipe him out. And Lookman's the same. And like you said, we just as long as we have that bit of now and move the ball a lot more quicker, which we did in the first half, and obviously hence why we scored the two goals. If we move that ball quicker, we're going to exploit the space, like you said, because like you said, there's three players there. There's going to be space. They're not going to be play so narrow. So that's where, if you look at Morgan, intercepted the ball and he had that all that space. Nicky or Jose, he's gone off the shoulder. And there you go. Because I know it was a Jose done that a lot yesterday. Coming off the shoulder and coming out wide, dragging it back and then crossing it in. We yeah. need to score through. I think uh, McGuinness had another shot. And there was another one where Lutman had a shot as well. Again, cutting inside, exploiting the space. So, yeah, I think we definitely need to do that more. Um, because he's going to get targeted because he's a good player. Yeah, uh, whether he's still with us, I don't know. Of course, another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, right, let's time to uh, listen to uh, caretaker manager. Uh, they didn't put interim on the um, uh, on the on the bit of paper in front of me. It's caretaker manager uh, Kevin Nugent. Let's uh, let's hear what he has to say. He came into the studio to talk to me uh, after the game. Joined by uh, caretaker manager Kevin Nugent uh, in the studio after uh, a decent two 0 home victory against Port Vale. Kevin, you must have been delighted with the first half, uh, maybe a little frustrated with the second? Yeah, a little bit. I, th- I thought it was a bit of a nervous start from us because it's been a difficult week for the players. Um, so it's a little bit nervous, but we kind of grew into the half, started creating chances, and then obviously Nicky and Josh had finished a couple off, which made it comfortable first half. But sec- second half, that you know, they, they put us under a bit of pressure. Um, we still broke away a few times, but it was I was pleased with the end result. Similarities to the game up at Val Park, whereby again in that first half we were we were dominant. Uh, was that second goal crucial? Because we yeah, didn't absolutely, get it, didn't yeah, get it, it, it really Park. was. Yeah, it really was. I didn't. I don't think we were as as fluid today as we were at that game because that was one of the best performances, first half performances of the season. Um, but what it was, it was more effective today. You know, we were solid um, in in that game up there. We were sort of there was so many passes, but in this one we were more solid. We were very disciplined. Um, we played off a good shape. We pressed them off a good shape. 
uh, and, and obviously got the rewards in the end and uh, just been speaking to Morgan Fox must be delighted with the two assists especially the first one we're getting forward um, delivering the crosses into the box especially without uh, Ricky Holmes now uh, is that um, vitally important we yeah absolutely and I've been speaking to Fox in our fullbacks as well and you know if he's playing with Jacko in front of him then he's kind of Jacko's so reliable there that he's, he gets that licence to go forward a little bit more sometimes as a fullback if you're playing in front of a more of a let's call it a maverick type wing, he might have to play and support a little bit more. So, But in that role, he got his chance to get forwards down there, and, and I'm so, so pleased for him. And pleased for how he defended as well. I think his defensive duties were excellent today. And speaking of which, Kevin Foley stepping in at, uh, at right back. You must have been delighted with his performance. Um, firstly, um, uh, agreeing with that or not, but secondly, how's, uh, how's Chris Solly? How, how long are we uh, going to be missing? Yeah, I was really, really pleased with Kev's performance today. Um, again, I think he was a little bit nervous at the start of the game. It was a nervous start, but he's listen, he's a championship fullback. Um, and he's coming, and he's marked a very, very good player in Jerome Thomas, one of the best, most talented players in the league, and he's marked him out of the game. Um, and Chris Solly, obviously the medical team, will fill us in more on that, but uh, hopefully he'll be available pretty soon. But we'll have to wait and see. But uh, at least now that you know that, uh, well, if you, I'm sure you knew before, but Kevin Foley is a more than adequate replacement for uh, for Chris. Yeah, and, uh, he's, he's a good player. He's been brought in as, as a player that can play midfield, he can play fullback, he can go wherever you want him to, and, he, and he's a great lad as well. Regrettably, I've got to ask, it's been a tough week, obviously, uh, with <coughs> Russell Slade going. Have, have yourself and the team managed to uh, to put that beside you, uh, behind you rather, and, and uh, been able to, obviously the result today proves that, that to a certain extent, but it must have been tough. Yeah, it's been a difficult week because it was a shock. Let's, let's be honest, it was a shock. We got it on Monday, um, and then I spoke to the lads briefly on Tuesday. Um, but no, it, it, it was a real shock. Um, but the lads, you know, footballers, really, they are resilient characters, you know, and, they've, and we spoke about making sure we bounced back from the Swindon game, which had got mentioned by Russ on Monday, uh, and that still was the was a major thought process with them, you know. So, uh, But no, I thought that the players have dealt with it really, really well. I think they've all made contact with him. They've all been on calls and texts, etc., to him. Um, but they, you know, they proved today with that two 0 result, and it's the fourth, fourth uh, straight home win now. Well, he must be delighted with that as well, of course. And uh, uh, tough game coming up on Tuesday, Bristol away. Um, with uh, with all uh, everything that's going on around the club, is is it something you're going to throw your hat? In? I mean, you've done the caretaker manager role uh, on several occasions before. I think four times before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's probably yeah four, maybe we fair about five, something yeah, like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, are you going to throw your hat into the ring? No, listen. No, I'm not actually no because I'm, I, listen. I'm not. I'm not um, looking to get this job, uh, but I do hope that it's the right person who gets it. And and this job, as I've just mentioned, that's someone else. That this job now is probably a better job than it was in the summer for someone because there's been a lot of uh, to-ins and throw-ins and it's, it's a good job for someone there. Well, I appreciate your honesty and, uh, and good luck with Tuesday. It's a tough place to go uh, on a Tuesday night, I'm sure, but uh, you carry a lot of confidence going into that after today. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, we will and we'll have to have a real body count uh, tomorrow as well in training. Um, but we would like to say it's, uh, the lads have really put themselves on the line today. They're throwing things, throwing their bodies in front of the ball. Um, so we'll just have to see what, what's available for us on Tuesday now. Well, congratulations anyway and good luck on Tuesday night. Thanks very much. Cheers. Hunts Dennis is fed in, lovely touch. Goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. 
So there you are, you heard from uh, Kevin Nugent, who is not throwing his hat into the managerial ring. Um, I'm not supposed to, I shouldn't be too surprised by that. He's He's been a caretaker manager four, well, five times now. I think this is his fifth one. Has he ever managed anywhere? No. No? No, he's, only, been, he's only either been an assistant or a caretaker uh, or interim. Um, <laughs> but, so uh, I, I don't know if it's because um, uh, I think he's partnered Russell Slade on a few of those occasions um, and uh, stepped in when Russell Slade's gone. So... Um, he tends to follow Russell Slade around so I expect he thinks that at some point Russell Slade's going to get another job uh, I'll have somewhere to go It was, it was in, interesting um, on the hour mark seeing Pataka warming warm up and getting ready and then coming on I really you know from 2-0 two, two up and we were getting a bit more camps back under Slade and that's only 15 games to go on but I, you know, I don't think we would have seen Pataka coming on almost certainly not, to go. Not, 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 a, not a chance so, so that was positive to see and I think you know, as Nathan touched on as well and the, the movement fluidity and those sorts of things were a lot more positive there weren't as much backwards and sideways passing um, for sure and, and even Cross was a little bit further forward as you, as you were saying he wasn't just camped in front so that, that helps him in my opinion but I, yeah so I don't know whether or not the, um, uh, the, the format with um, Kevin Nugent would, was the same as Russell Slade because obviously they work together um, mm. and so they're, well, they're going to have similarities in their style I guess um, because as I said against uh, against Port Vale away we, we sort of sat back and, and let Port Vale come at us to defend a one goal lead for 45 minutes and it didn't work uh, we sort of did that yesterday a little bit I think mm. um, not always because I mean to be fair we could have still had three goals with um, um, Josh, uh, no, Brandon Hanlon could have had uh, yeah. could have bagged a couple. Uh, when he stopped, didn't he? He stopped. And stopped oh, when he thought I think he, everyone thought he was offside. Thought he was offside they, so. And that's because he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> offside. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, I, mean, I thought he was, he was obviously one of the defenders done a little cheek one going, oh yeah, cheers ref, thank you. And he's obviously... No, he looked a good yard to yeah. me. But I mean, maybe he wasn't, I don't know, but it just looked it to me. I mean, everybody thought he was, including him. Um, I think he might have done him a favour because I think that's the one area of his game where he's just, uh, especially at this level, not quite confident enough yet. Um, as you saw from the shot, which... Nicky Jose finally put in, uh, he, he, he sort of snatched at it. Uh, mm. And he, that's going to happen. I mean, he's only, you know, he's still yeah. quite young. So he's still uh, getting in those positions, uh, though, isn't he? So, which I think, which I think we was, um, it was, I was speaking to Joe yesterday, I went with, and the difference between him and Carlin is he, he puts himself about a bit more and works, he sort of works more for his chances, where I think Carlin sort of, He's a lot more rawer. Yeah. Not rawer. It's not a word, is it? But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's a lot more raw than um, oh, oh, also Brandon. Th- also, I think Carlin's had his confidence shot to bits. Yeah, so we wouldn't have helped the situation <laughs> as well. It? Although, got to say, at, uh, at Swindon away, quite why we had uh, three defenders on the bench um, and no uh, nobody liked Carlin. When you when you're missing natural width and natural pace up front. It made just made sense to me to have somebody like Carlin or even um, uh, I think we said it before. Is it Reagan Charles Cook? Is another another yeah, option? Yeah, because uh, they've both had first term experience, so it didn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, obviously, um, a lot of people say that it's that game that um, finally uh, gave Russell Slade or gave uh, the, the the top brass the decision to uh, the ultimate to, to get rid of him. Uh, whether it was that or the uh, visit of certain people to Belgium, I've no idea. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got a little scenario that I'll play out to you later, which uh, which might explain it. Uh, we've um, I don't know if we've got any match day tweets that uh, you want to cover. Yeah, this. I've got a cu- I've got a couple. I've just, I've just had to because um, I started writing them down on my phone and then it's sort of overload, so I've had to you go to the old school pen and paper because it was getting so many. So we've had um, uh, Roland Time to Go said. Uh, uh, the the atmosphere in the ground was quite desolate, which I think we touched on when we was off air, didn't we? How sort of quiet it was even in the in the concourse. Um, it is it was just amazing yeah, how I mean, how far <laughs> it dropped. Well, I know the um, the pre match um, ceremony outside the the front of the west uh, wouldn't have helped because that was going on between two and a half past, I think, mm. uh, or between quarter past and quarter two, uh, where um, it was a memorial outside the the, the plaque. 
uh, on the West End. So I, I, I accept but that there wasn't, I mean, there was a few there. I took, took a picture, but there wasn't like 4,000 there. Do you know what I mean? Whereas uh, at our past, when we sat down, uh, or I sat down, um, maybe 25 to, sat down to where I normally sit in the gantry, there was almost nobody in there. Yeah. I mean, almost nobody. Mm. <clears throat> and I looked around and thought, oh, this is going to be low. I don't think, how much was it? 9,000? Um, it was supposed to be, yeah. nine, was it uh, just short of 9,000? No, with no, no way not. not 9, uh, I mean, yeah. But then they they include season tickets whether they yeah. turn up or not, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd have been lucky if, if there was seven in there, yeah. seven and a half max. But, but it was even weird when the Red Red Robin was on and the players were coming out. There was, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I usually am clapping along or what have you, but even I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. They're coming out. <laughs> Here and, we go again. Yeah, and, <laughs> but, it, but it felt like it was the same everywhere. I mean, it didn't help that Brian... Cole said, "Here they come," and then no one, no <laughs> one arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 they didn't want to come out. Run <laughs> Even the, play, the players, the players going, it can't be. There's nobody in. Here. <laughs> we can't be going yet. We've got another half hour yet, surely. It was just a strange atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, get, I won't say get used to it, boys. But um, you know, when, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, it's wor- I guess it's worse for, for for fans of the modern era. Let's say. I mean, I'm showing my age. I know, but um, back in the day, you know, when we were getting four and a half thousand at the Valley. Uh, I guess it didn't seem sight so bad so most of them were in the covered end mm. so there was always noise Yeah. Uh, and then you had a splattering in the east and a few in the west obviously uh, virtually no FA fans anyway but they, were, they mostly it was open until that, the, the fan stand was built but so I mean it, it's, it's a bit soul destroying to see it come back no question about it to see that sort of level uh, of attendance keep uh, and, and it, you know un- unless we progress and it is a subject I want to touch on later yeah. about uh, success and or crowds uh, whether they are linked even in this situation that we're in now uh, I've got an email which I want to do quickly for from Tom actually Tom Mullen he said uh, sorry couldn't make it tonight thought yesterday was one of our most complete performances of the season he says created plenty of chances took our two goals well and on the whole then defended resolutely although I would have liked to see us push on more in the second half uh, Jose and McGuinness worked well together and were unlucky not to score more Lookman was Lookman Cross did lots of work behind the scenes and while Ulfstad was his usual creative self a special mention goes to Fox agree sometimes it can be disappointing but the level of abuse he gets from some people is disgusting and yesterday he was fantastic both defensively and going forwards I hope he can keep it up uh, he mentions a bit about the manager which I'll come to later uh, if we can get four to six points uh, from Tuesday and next Saturday we'll be in a good shape heading into December and I see no reason why the same results wouldn't have occurred under Slade whose recent record had been pretty good just hope whoever comes in maintains the off-pitch work that Slade began on to Tuesday and up the attics. As I said, the manager thing, uh, he says, he, uh, actually I'll mention it, he says he doesn't want Robinson, more due to the way he conducts himself than his managerial record, which apparently is okay. Uh, to be honest, though, whoever the manager is is not going to make a difference in the current regime. Um, we're going to talk about the manager, uh, give it about 15 minutes. So we've got to hear from Morgan Fox um, and then we'll uh, then we'll get on to manager and other issues. So I don't know if there are any more uh, footballing tweets. Yeah, there's a couple where uh, uh, Roland Time to Go again said um, he sort of alluded to how you know how great McGuinness was and he's sort of work rate and what it does for the team and how he brings others into play. Jose and obviously Fox had a great game, as you just mentioned. Um, and Big Tone saying he's watching the tennis at, and Charlton Live, which is good to see. Two, a man can do two things at once. Um, <laughs> Multitasking. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure he's a man? Yeah, well, unless, well, unless you are a woman, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if a woman would call herself a Big, big Tone. tone. <laughs> uh, so, fair not, enough. Let's not go there. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. But apart from that, you've, they're mainly going to be. I've got loads in in terms of who they want and dreams and 
uh, other bits and bobs. But yeah, in terms of match ones, that's um, it's everyone's sort of saying the same thing about a Jose Fox and McGuinness. We'll talk about um, Bristol a bit further on into into the evening. Um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to listen. I'm going to let you listen to uh, the interview that uh, we gave with Morgan Fox. Just a quick one because um, Kevin Nugent was waiting in the wings to come in, uh, but Morgan Fox came in here just before that, uh, just to uh, give us a bit of an update on on his feelings after the game. Joined by Morgan Fox in the studio after uh, a 2-0 victory against Port Vale. And Morgan, first half, we were outstanding, dominant. Um, second half, we let them come at us a bit. Um, were you uh, you're happy you got the second goal, of course, and uh, delighted with your contribution with two assists? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, first half, we went out and I thought we were really, really at them. Um, obviously, and finished our chances as well, and we had a couple more. Um, but second half, I know you say sort of they, we let them come at us, but... You got to expect that when you're two 0 up. They've got nothing to lose at that stage. They've just got to chuck everything forward. They made a few changes um, at times up front, and they were four up front, and uh, we were dealing it four against four. So it's always tough, um, and you just get stuck in there sometimes. But I think it shows good character to know to get through that. Um, and, and they didn't really threaten. I mean, they, there was a few half chances, but I mean, you must be pleased, uh, all four of you. Plus the keeper with the, with a clean sheet, and they never. Yeah. Although they had possession, they never really threatened us that that much. No, yeah, I think um, maybe one, two clear cut chances they had, um, possibly right at the end where he's just flicked it wide, but um, nothing that was really hurting us. Um, it was all in front of us, and we were dealing with it all. And I don't really think Deck had like any tough saves to make. Um, but yeah, no, really happy with the clean sheet again. Uh, and your own performance, as I mentioned, two assists, especially in that first half, uh, is uh, especially when the likes of um, uh, Ricky Holmes uh, is, is absent. Is it more important for you to get forward uh, more often and contribute those crosses into the box? Yeah, I think so. I think even when Rick's in the team, you know that's something I want to add add to my game is get a few more assists and that, and just happy to do it for the boys. Now it's been a difficult week for obvious reasons. Uh, manager going, uh, Kevin Nugent in charge now. Of course, uh, have the of the team been able to cope well and, and concentrate on the uh, well, obviously with the result, yes. But uh, has it been difficult to concentrate on the on the, the job in hand? Um, I don't think so. I think you know it's been obviously a difficult week, a um, bit of a surprise maybe that it came, um, but we just as players we just have to do what we do every day you know we've been out and we've trained in the last two days we've had good good sessions and like we said today before the game we turned up like normal and just got on with our job really um, you know it's, what has happened has happened you can't really dwell on it and today you know we've we've really put a statement out there again uh, important win really because uh, the, you know, if, if we hadn't have got that win today there might have been a gap appearing between us and a, a bigger gap shall we say than the top uh, is it important to keep that momentum going yeah definitely and I think was it four in a row at home maybe now um, and I think that's, that's something that we haven't done for a, a long time here you know at the Valley and we've got to keep winning our games here you know we've got another uh, two tough games coming up this week and Tuesday night we'll be looking to build on this performance again uh, and uh, Bristol Rovers, as you say, a tough place to go, and probably mm-hmm. on a freezing cold Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, but is it important for, to pick up uh, more points away from home? Yeah, definitely. I think we've got to go into every game believing that we can win it, because um, we are. You know, we're a big side in this league, and and that's what we've got to do Tuesday. We've got to go there. We've got to play our stuff, and hopefully, we we'll come out first half and do what we did again. We play, we play Fort Vale twice now. Uh, first half of both uh, games, we we've been outstanding and, and uh, looked a different level to, mm-hmm. to Port Vale. Mm-hmm. Is it therefore a little bit frustrating, disappointing when you look at where they are in the league compared to where we are, or at least before this game? A little bit, but you know it's only down to what we can do on the pitch. Um, we've probably put ourselves in that situation. You know, we've had a few draws which should have been wins um, early on in the season, um, but now, like I say, we're, we're starting to turn those draws into wins. Um, we've said all along, you know, we've been this close to. To getting the wins in the games and and now that we're finishing our chances and things like that, we're we're keeping them out of the back. It's 
it's all coming together. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Morgan. We've got uh, um, Kevin just waiting outside, waiting in the wings to come in as well. Uh, superb performance, well played. Cheers, thanks very, very much. much. Thank Cheers. you. He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a oh, goal! goal. Oh, oh, what a goal by Armand Kassi. Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, he saw Armand Kassi's line. What a goal. Charlton Live. Uh, still makes me chuckle, that. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Charlton Live. We're going to go through all your uh, emails and tweets and uh, almost done and dusted uh, talking about yesterday's game, I think. But that was Morgan Fox you, you listened to. And uh, let's hope you can continue uh, because I think most people said, you know, uh, have agreed that was his one of his better games. And uh, mainly, I guess, because of his contribution for, the, for both goals. Whether or not he was still... Because there were still a few times where he got caught out on that right-hand side. Uh, on our left there, right, obviously. Um... And uh, a few times, Pierce has to bail him out on that left side, or, or Bauer, whoever happens to be there at the time. So, still not 100% there, I don't suspect. But, you know, we were talking off air about um, uh, who you'd have as, as instead of. Um, and, Paul, you mentioned uh, before uh, that uh, you know, somebody we sold uh, would have been as, as, uh, yes. as, as good as, if not uh, <laughs> better. I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced by that, by the way, but I get your point. But um, where we are in League One, by the way, that's the key. I mean, let's forget um, the previous couple of seasons. Where we are in League One, would we get anybody better? I think that silence sort of says it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I quite like Morgan. I've got to say, I quite like him. I I think think he gets a bit more of a bad press than he deserves. Having said that, he does still make mistakes. I'm not saying he don't. Of course Mm. he does. But But I think sometimes we we do... uh, you know, I, I've, I, I, I have, I do like Fox, and I'm with you. I know he does make a few mistakes, but we we do need to remember who he's got on the left side. We've got Lookman there, who's who's not defensive wide, and he's going to have a lot more license to go forward. So he's going to be a bit, but more exposed than or solid would be. So, but yeah, I mean, yesterday we've got you know everyone's quick to jump on him and criticise him, which you know everyone's entitled to do. But I think when someone has a good game. You've got to have a bit of humble pie and just say, yeah, he's had a great game. I don't think anyone's come out and said, oh, you know, he's. I mean, Roberto Carlos or anything, but you know we've got to give credit where he's due, and he's he's going forward. He was brilliant yesterday, and there were dodgy times, but we were in League One. You I, think, know? I think that's always the funny thing, though. Is that I've, you know going forward, I've numerous goals. I remember you know the QPR game last year, opening day of the season, scored a worldy goal. I think he put in a cracking cross as well, and he, he's he's done that numerous, numerous times in the in the attacking half of the pitch. I think it's just the, you know, the frustration is with the fans, and yeah, a lot of them do jump on quick, and I'm one of them at times. Is there's a lot of defensive errors at left back, and if you're a left back, the, the main job is to defend. Mm. That's always the, the, the struggle. I mean, he's played a couple of times on the left left side of midfield before, and it hasn't really worked at all. That's the only other thing I could ever think of. Mm. You know, he's no, obviously good going forward. I, but, I, I, but, I can't see that. I don't think no, he's got the pace to be. No. But even though he's going to make mistakes, we still need to remember as well. You know, I'm not. I'm not, you know, he hasn't texted me and said, oh, you know, stick up for me tonight. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, you know, he, even though he's been in and around the squad for, which seems a long time now, he's still young and he's still learning and you're still going to get inconsistencies yeah. with, as you are with Lookman. But like you said, because he's a defender, 
it highlights it a lot more if he does make a mistake. So, um, but yeah, no, he played very well yesterday, and hopefully he can um, carry on that now. I think one of the things uh, I'd like to say in, in, in all play, in all our players' defence at the minute, because I thought Kevin Foley had a good game uh, yesterday yep. as well. I thought um, I was a bit concerned when when I knew Solly wasn't playing. Um, still no word as to, to how long that will be. It's, it's his knee again, apparently. Um, so Foley stepping in there against Jerome Thomas could have been a concern, uh, mm. as it turns out. Thought he had a great game. Uh, not necessarily going forward, but just as a basic um, defensive operation that he that he uh, handled superbly, I thought. And uh, Lookman in front of him allowed uh, allowed Lookman to play. I thought, mm. uh, and even Lookman yesterday was actually was tracking back, especially in the first mm. half, second half, yeah. maybe not so much. But yeah. um, uh, and Foley again gets some stick. Uh, but I thought uh, yesterday, I thought we had a great I, game. I think the one thing we have to look at is uh, we, I can believe it a few weeks ago because we hadn't been winning a lot of games. But you look at the defensive record and bar the Swindon game, it's been brilliant. Mm. And, and you know, Bauer and Pierce have, have really got a nice little partnership going um, there at the centre, centre half part. Bauer was looking. I mean, every time that ball went in the air towards him, mm. he was going to win it every time. I thought yeah. yesterday, for me, he was actually my man of the match. I thought he played really, really I think, well. Yeah, I think that I, he, I think he got man of the match as well. I think. Uh, oh, did he? Did about. yeah, he won the official. So one, that, yeah. I'd, I'd have no problem with that. I'd, I'd have edged it for Foxy just on his, his, two, his, assists. his two assists and his first half performance, but probably it's about right because yeah. um, second half, even though they had a lot of possession, Port Vale, uh, him and Pierce were, were outstanding at the mm. back. I thought. Yeah. They just mop it, or mop it up every time, don't they? So, mm. uh, so yeah, the, the defensive side I don't think is really, really a problem at the moment. I think it, it always just seems to be the consistent part with Charlton. Obviously, I'm not, we won yesterday, so I'm obviously delighted. But the, the, the midfield, it, it does seem to kind of lack between that link between mm. the defence and you know we bump it up to McGinnis up top, but then we seem to be struggling to get up top with him and yeah. support him. So I think that's the issue, and, and that's something. Whoever the manager is in January, when we can actually start signing players again. That needs to be the thing we look at the midfield, and I know Slade was disappointed so much that he couldn't get um, Louis Thompson. But yeah, that's, that's the one thing we need to strengthen. If we can, then we've got a good chance. No question. It. I think it's been it's been fairly obvious from yeah. from minute one that we needed mm. uh, about need, five years. We need really? another wide player, uh, but then we've got one in Bataka who doesn't really play. Although a little bit disappointed with him when he came on yesterday. Although you know maybe he just rabbit caught in the headlights because he had more than five minutes. I don't know. You got African Nations in January as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be missing. No so, that's, that's, so that's another. So we, body need another, we need <laughs> another. We need another. back player. by that yeah. point, hopefully, and then yeah. So you're looking at a good three-four. Uh, if yeah, if we're assuming Lookman's going. Yeah, well, general, okay. with, with all the uh, top paper talk that's about, it's possible. We have one so, more player. Depending on how much we get, if we can spend all that money on him, then uh, on uh, depend, so if we get ten mil plus, then all that money can be ploughed back into signing players. We'll get uh, one yeah. <laughs> for hundred grand. Yeah. I don't, I don't and think spend anyone. ten million on his wages. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would have a problem if you know if you went in January and that money was invested in the team. But I think we all no, know everybody, it ain't going to happen. As I'm so. saying, it, I'm shaking my head. And as, as you're listening to me, you're shaking your head. <laughs> Everyone's probably going at these, all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're on drugs in there. I got, must, must be that birthday cake. I got um, I got a reply from Big Tone, by the way. Got it. He did say, he, he is a bloke, but he did say that we can call him Susan if he wishes. But I, <laughs> yeah, again, right. I don't think that this is this sort of show. I think he's tuned in to something different. <laughs> I'll call him Susan. Yeah, you can carry on. <laughs> I don't actually know him, but yeah. All right, Susan. Cheers, bud. <laughs> Uh, we'll, uh, we'll pro- I mean, that's probably it, uh, done and dusted for the game. We've uh, we've probably spent long enough on that, so we've got others matters to uh, to attend to. Uh, as I as I mentioned earlier on, I'd like to hear. We're going to go through who um, who's listed currently as being the uh, the manager, favourite manager um, for the job. Who uh, who the bookies think it's going to be? We want to know who you think it's going to be. Who you want it to be? Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Who you don't want it to be, absolutely, and uh, who, you'd, uh, who you'd have as manager even though it's never going to happen in a million years. And I want to know why that is as well, by the way. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want any cheating just saying uh, Pep Guardiola. That's easy. Uh, I've got one. And I had a discussion with Mike Tyson on uh, on Twitter earlier on uh, today and yesterday about um, about a certain gentleman who was on um, uh, the Channel 5 programme with, uh, with Curbs. And they were talking about the situation in Curbs. Uh, he actually thought Russell Slade um, would be the man uh, for the job. He thought he'd, um, it would just settle Charlton down a bit over the year, past two years of turmoil. Somebody to build something at the background. And by all accounts, hearing uh, news now, that's what he was doing um, behind the scenes to settle us down to then go forward. I think there are the, 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 thing, the one thing I've got to say about that, I think, uh, is that, uh, and John Jackson mentions it, similar thing in the programme notes yesterday. Um, why not tell us? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, just tell us that. If, if there are people, and of course there are, and, and, and I think Mike was one of them who, who wasn't a fan of... Um, uh, uh, Russell Slade because he felt he was boring, negative, and uh, too defensive-minded, etc., etc. Which I can understand, by the way, uh, certain times. And that game against Swindon is a classic example of that. Um, then why don't you just tell us what's going on? Be honest, if, if it, if in normal circumstances, you know, and, and I think that's probably what the regime don't get. You know, our inclusion in this club, the fans' inclusion in this club over the past twenty years has been second to none, and uh, it's part of the reason why we got that success because there was that bond, there was that openness. So if you've got a manager that you say, all right, things aren't going that well on the pitch, but this is what's happening. You know, we need to rebuild. We're doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. We're, we're ch- you know, like when Chris Powell come in, yeah. we heard almost immediately that he changed the training. Um, <clears throat> was it the canteen, I think it was, yeah. where yeah. everybody had individual tables, little mm. circles. He changed all that and had everybody sitting together. Yeah, uh, That's one of the first things he said. Then he came out straight away and said it. And you start to think, well, okay, then there's certain things that need to change. But you give people more time if you know what's going, if you know what their plans are. If you start mm. to think, well, I've got to do this, this, and this first. Things aren't quite right. We're going to have to rebuild. All that sort of stuff. And they agree with me out there. Uh, <laughs> and the kiddies do. Uh, nobody else, just a kid. Um, and, and I think that's what they don't get. Although this whole communication thing is, a, you know, it's not just about what they communicate to the media in the outside world. It's what they communicate to internally and to the fans. If, mm. if we knew more about it, then maybe you give Russell Slade or somebody like Russell Slade or whoever the manager is a bit more leeway, a bit more time, a bit more um, uh, patience. Well, if you look at that, you know, so just saying the, the Chris Powell name as always, he always pops up. Yeah. But if, if you look at that and gone, if they, he came in January, didn't he? When he, when he joined, he was in January and he could have been sacked comfortably in, Ma- in March or April under a lot of owners, including these guys here, because the run was awful, wasn't it? I mean, we were losing to that Dagenham and Redbridge game away. was one of the lowest points I think I've ever remembered. So, they gave him time, and look what happened. That's, that, no manager gets time anymore. It's just well, it's c- certainly not our club. Well, <laughs> definitely not our club. But but you know, let's face it, we're not the only club who keep doing this. It's it's just a ridiculous part of, of football now. 
Going back onto the um, Martin Allen's uh, sort of, he, he spoke a little bit yesterday, and Curbs made a good point. He said um, it's not a case of who you just appoint. They need to find out what sort of manager they, what the club actually want, not who's who's available, who's just lost their job. What well, that's manager? Where it, that's what where it falls want. apart there, and right? There, isn't it? Yeah, and Curbs <laughs> said he said he really thought. They turned a corner and, you know, Slade was going to instill this and this and then we had a bit of stability there and and I think that's what it really craves and you just got to stick with your guns and let him, you know, pick who the manager, the personality you want, you know, who's going to build the club, not just pick the team and the players. That's well, what you need. Mike uh, was quite happy to have uh, Martin Allen possibly as, a, as as the next chart manager. He said uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's barking mad enough that he'd, uh, he'd probably he'd last two weeks. I think basically premise would be two weeks of absolute mayhem and fun. I mm. think uh, <laughs> I was slightly different of opinion because because uh, uh, I think he's a loon. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, and uh, he's a he, he walks one, out on he? clubs when they're normal. So uh, God knows what he do here. But um, <laughs> I get his point. Actually, it would be uh, so that would be my pick. Actually, Martin mm. Allen. Uh, because he'd just be barking mad for two weeks and it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mike, I'm agreeing with you, fella. Um, but uh, if uh, if you've got an idea of who you'd want uh, as a manager, but it's never going to happen in a million years, that's one of the uh, options we want as well. I've got a few emails I'd like to read out for me. Uh, and the first one in, uh, this actually came in yesterday, Mark White, uh, and he was, he was uh, emailing us in uh, during the game or just before the game. Hi, guys, currently freezing my nuts off, con- contacting you from the covered end. For the first time, I don't really care about the outcome of the game. I'm sick and tired of all the Roland uh, has invested all this money into our club stuff. No... Uh, uh, number one, it's a loan with probably a massive interest on it. And secondly, the majority of that loan has gone back to Roland via the network. So he gets that £50 million back anyway. And we are left to pay him the interests. Disgust. That's Mark from Swanley. Cheers, Mark. I'd, li- I'd like to get the definitive answer on that because I've heard different reports. One, that it's a loan. Uh, and therefore he gets interest back on that loan. And we have, we're paying back the interest and he's earning money on the loan. Uh, and secondly, that it's not a loan. He's just paid money into it and he'll get that back when he sells it, if he sells and when he sells mm. um, so I've had two different reports I'd love to know the actual definitive answer there. yeah I tell you, it'd be, I, I can't surely you wouldn't just give cash away and just give it away and then just you know put it on that no, I'd, I'd, always, you, I'd always assumed it yeah, was a I, would, that was I, I mean on a business level that's the <clears> only way to make it more viable for you and your business is that's what you would do even though it's and it's probably tax deductible although yeah, I have no idea exactly I mean, that's what I mean, that's the only way I can't imagine him just going alright here's 10 mil right, current account from A to B here go enjoy yourselves I can't imagine that's happening so there's got to be well, some sort I can't sort imagine of, that happening anyway cause 10, 10 quid 10, mil, right, 10 quid on PayPal I can't do <laughs> send that over <laughs> fill your boost for that <laughs> You can just imagine him juggling his PayPal account so I just can't see it <laughs> that's January's transfer budget yeah, it's Emma, so <laughs> Oh uh, dear. Uh, so thanks, Mark. Anyway, we've got uh, Chris Davin, uh as uh, as emailed us in. Thanks, Chris. Uh, uh, another week in the asylum. Oh well, another week, another manager gone. Uh, though in Slade's case, correct decision. We should never have employed him, and he was proved. Uh, he and was as was as proved. He lived up to my low expectations. Boring negative football contributed to the lack of a decent crowd at the Valley week in week out. Even in victory, the performances were void of any entertainment. So I pitch up the valley yesterday. It's even less fans in the ground than the usual 7,000 max and witness a Slade-like performance on the pitch with a Slade impersonator standing motionless for most of the game, arms folded like his mentor before him on the touchline. Both goals were greeted with chance of we weren't rolling out and the football was once again, by and large, painful to watch, but we won. Slade would have thought it Barcelona-esque if he'd still been in the very hot seat. Everyone around me in the north upper just felt apathy at the final whistle. Sad it's come to this. As for the next manager, no one worth anything would want the gig, so we will get a nobody. 
or Carl Robinson. Uh, can't stand him, so would prefer Mr Nobody, to be honest, but really don't care anymore. My son is <laughs> off to Bristol on Tuesday, though couldn't be bothered to attend yesterday, despite being a season ticket holder. The club is rotten, rudderless, heading nowhere. I say nowhere, but in this bloody awful league, we are now closing in on a playoff place. God help us. Uh, and that's Chris Hammond. Thanks, Chris. Um, I want to pick out two points of that, uh, on that email, if I may. Um, I don't... Uh, uh, well, actually, the one major point on that, I mean... Um, where he says the uh, boring negative football contributed to the lack of a decent crowd at the Valley week in, week out. That's the bit I want to. I, I just want to grab, if I may. And I'm playing devil's advocate here a bit, so forgive me. But um, obviously, quite a few people aren't coming, and they say they're not coming because of the regime. They, they won't go, come back until the regime is gone, uh, and uh, you know the rights and wrongs that can be debated elsewhere. I understand it completely. But uh, in Chris's email, he mentions that uh, boring negative football is partially responsible for the low crowds do you think and do anybody out there think if we were top of the league if we were doing a scunthorpe by the way now and we were 10 points clear uh, and romping it and playing some lovely football even with this regime as unlikely as that may sound right you know give me i know i'm stretching the point here um do you think we'd have decent crowds uh i i don't think there'd be too many more on honestly at this moment in time i think there's just too too much of a devoid part of you know feeling any kind of love for the club at this moment in time for a lot of people and I think they're entirely right you know for for me I'm here because I can't stop coming it's part of my bingo yeah you yeah. know it's part, part of my uh, my kind of weekends I you know I don't think I'd know what to do with myself if I wasn't coming down having a few beers with my dad and my brother and watching the game so you know for me it's a bit of a, a day out um, and I think for a lot of people they've just gone do you know what I, I, I don't want to do it anymore and, and fair play to them if if we were top of the league, yeah, we'd probably have a pretty about eleven, twelve thousand, I'd say, if if I'm honest, watching that. Because even when we were sold, it was twelve, thirteen thousand at the start of the season. It wasn't, and even then, that was with, you know, giving free tickets away and those sorts of things to try and bump up the crowds. Mm. So, I, I honestly don't think it'd be that much of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of in the sort of same camp, really. I think you're always going to have that sort of hub of fans who will not come because of the the regime, and you know, and that's that's down to them, but. I think if we were top of the league, I think we'd have a few more, but I'm talking a few hundred. I'm not saying you're going to get another five, ten thousand here, but like, you know, I only come down for the, you know, for the couple of pints and obviously get out of the house because otherwise it's another day with the missus. But you, it's mainly that to come down and have listening? a beer. Hey? Is she listening? <laughs> Bloody hell, not. not otherwise, not. I'm, I'm in the doghouse yeah, tonight. Be podcast on that one as well. Yeah. Can, you, can you change your locks at this time? I don't know. Oh, right, in the car it isn't. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think if you, um, I don't think we'll gain hundred, you know, tens of thousands. I think you have a, a fair few more. But the only reason I brought it up is because I have heard that mentioned more yeah. than once. That yeah. uh, you know, you know, the, I'm not coming. It's boring, negative football. Now, for me, you either come because you, you, it's in your soul, and that's that's the reason I come. Again. It's in my soul. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it. There's, no, I, you know, I wouldn't have trudged to Sellers Park week in week out if uh, if if I could have avoided going, I would have done. But mm. I couldn't. It was it's just part of who I am. Uh and so regardless of the, the football that's that's churned up and boy Christ I've seen some tosh. <laughs> uh, yes, honestly. Uh, I could make a worst eleven. I've seen some stuff that <laughs> makes it Alex got. I, honestly we look like Brazil out there compared to some of the stuff I've really? witnessed honestly. Well yeah. yesterday we looked like Brazil. Oh but trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, For another show that one. Oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> Terry's uh, memoirs. There is. It, it, it make your toes curl. Oh. Uh, so you know, um, so people not turning up because it, it, the football's been dire. Um, I sort of grasp actually. I mean, as well, 
you know, you could then start arguing. Well, you know, does that make you real fans? I'm off. It's it's a, it's a non-argument for me. You know, fans mm. are fans, whether they turn up week in week out, or they don't, or they never come because uh, they other stuff to do. Um, but it is an interesting one for me that uh, if, with what's going on, if we were doing well, and and if we get promoted and and things, I mean. <laughs> In, in the, the the strangest of worlds, we start doing well. Um, would we get crowds back? And 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 is that then a healing process? And uh, I don't know. I, I really, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one to ask and a tough one to hear. I, I guess that people don't particularly want to discuss. I think mm. so. It's a difficult one because uh, I don't think people want to admit it, even if it was true. Like, well, come if we were, uh, you know, if we suddenly looked like we might reach the Premiership in two years' time. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's natural, though, isn't it? I it's think a moral dilemma. Words. Yeah. Uh, got another email here um, from Danny Trathan. Hi, Louis Etel. Sorry, no, Louis. Uh, hope we're doing um, uh, filling in uh, nicely. Sad to hear the crowd was low yesterday. I'd take 2 0 every week. Weather is getting. Oh, I shouldn't have read this. Weather is getting hot in Melbourne. <sighs> <laughs> is, that, is that Lou? This is Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought, right. it's, I thought yeah, Lou this is Danny Trathan. Uh, Melbourne or Stoke? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a tough one, eh? Uh, weather is getting hot in Melbourne. I took my dog down to the beach to clear my head. I'm hating reading this, man. Uh, for F's sake, what's happened to my club? The glass is still half full at the moment, but we need some positive news as soon as possible. How can uh, KM keep going? Her chin must be made of titanium with the amount of sticks she's had of late. A bit of a train spot. A question for you: Do you know how many people overseas download the Twice Weekly podcast? That's definitely one for Louis I'll let him answer that because he is a train spotter uh, keep up the good work team uh, and he's, he's given us a, a picture of his girls and uh, Coco the dog uh, and I'm not jealous at all I mean, it looks gorgeous your, your kids look lovely by the way uh, Danny and uh, uh, glad you're listening in it's great uh, from Melbourne just don't tell us how hot it is that'd be great thanks very much yeah. uh, Aaron Mays uh, emailed us um, hi great show as always thanks guys uh, a couple of questions for you tonight who has been the best signing out of uh, McGuinness Rudd and Pierce? And I believe we have the best goalkeeper in defence in the league. Do you agree? And he's followed that up with another question. Uh, why is Carl Robinson attracting so much... Oh, get this. Opprobrium. Uh, that means harsh criticism. Who, who sent this to you? Uh, this is Aaron May. Oh, right, was, we, had another one on, we had another one on Thursday with Spinanetic or something. There were some random words being floated about. <laughs> some people have been swallowing thesauruses yeah. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, attracting so much, uh, I'll say, harsh criticism online from Charlton fans. He seemed to do a good job at MK Dons. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what is the show's view of Robinson and would you be happy to have him at the Valley? Well, we'll do the whole manager thing uh, later, Aaron, and, uh, and we'll mention it. Uh, McGuinness, Rudd and Pierce, who's the best signing? McGuinness. Yeah, tough um, one to pick. I'm, up, I, right? I, 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 I don't. The, know, I'm, I'm they're the spine. I think, well, that's I the spine you need. Isn't I think Pierce right is doing there. a good job. I mean, it's interesting you say that because my my dad yesterday we um with with Rudd. I mean, yeah, he's obviously a good keeper. He's played some games in the Premier League, and it was quite interesting. He went to me. He went. I haven't been totally convinced by by Rudd. I mean, I don't know if it's a case because he hasn't had lots to do. I think that's a testament to Pearson. <laughs> yeah, which is especially Pearson and Bauer and, and whoever's played at the, at the back with him, but um. The interesting one is it came about was I think there was a couple of moments or one where the ball seemed to go across the box in the first half I believe and that uh, was maybe the second half and he it was for us it was like oh that's got to be the keepers all day and he didn't seem confident enough to do that and it reminded me a bit of Dino who just didn't want to come off his line because it's not the first time I've seen him do that so that kind of you know, it was interesting when he said that but um, for for me, for me McGinnis has been been superb he's my player of the year so far because I think he's just his. I just love watching him because he's just a Charlton player. But it's great how uh, people view things differently because I've yeah. got family members who don't rate him at all. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's strange, isn't it? Because I think I agree with you 100%. Absolutely 100%. I think McGuinness is, is such an important part of, of, of uh, certainly the way we've played up to now. 
but um, I mean, he played in, in, in for Northern Ireland in the actual World Cup qualifier, not the one after. And he was outstanding. They played him on the wing, actually. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting part for me is the fact that out of all the signings, he was the one I was most underwhelmed with. Because I really? went, oh, the yeah. guy's played in the Scottish, Scottish Premier League, he used to be a goalkeeper. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually That's a Charlton f- signing right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Front. He's been my favourite, so, yeah. We've got a couple more emails, but they're more to do with um, off-field activity, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to those uh, a bit later on, if that's all right, guys. So we were, now we're, uh, we're sort of um, going to take just a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, your manager details. Jackson, it's in! Yeah! Get it! Get it! Charlton Live! You're listening to Charlton Live! Got him. <laughs> oh my god. That was the mascot that was oh. in it yesterday, bless him. Oh, and he's got a toilet. <laughs> he was. Oh, just gone. <laughs> he was he was on his oh. own. Uh, bless him, that mascot. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Is it Jack? I think it was. Uh, he, he was yeah, on his got, own. He's got uh, a voice box, hasn't he? Bless Jesus him. And uh, well, yeah. But when he started, he was. Uh, I, I should have not edited it because at the start it was. You're listening to Chant Love. <laughs> I mean, no, you got to shout. You've got to be angry. Just, just warn us the next and, time you uh, put that one on. No, no, because uh, I wouldn't have got the reaction I wanted. I wanted that reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was good how we put our ones on. He's left his earphones <laughs> on. I knew what was coming. Crafted little minks <laughs> over there. <laughs> Um, and uh, that's the loudest individual mascot I think we've uh, we've ever had. So uh, bless him. I think I'm sure I'm sure his name is Jack. I'm just looking for him in a program now, but I'm sure it was Jack. Uh, and I've got to say um, the before we carry on the Jack O'Connor. Yes, it was uh, eight year old Jack. I hope his uh, hope his family are listening. I did tell him to eight year old Jack O'Connor. He's uh, from uh, from Bexley, and uh, Johnny Jackson's his favourite player. And he came into the studio and and, and belted it out. And uh, bless him. What I was really pleased with is when we did the. Um, uh, the memoriam just before the, the kickoff, and we had the last post and uh, and, and the, the, the balloons and the soldiers in the middle. It was great to see that Jack was in there with all senior, but you know, people of a certain ages, and uh, it was just very poignant that a young kid was in that mix because it's all about yeah. that. It's all about trying mm. to keep educating the young people to, to know what went on, and yeah. uh, that was fantastic for me. I loved that. Yeah, bit. no, it's good. Um, right, uh, managers' jobs. I'm, I'm hoping we got lots of tweets because emails have been yeah. a bit in short supply. Yeah, I've got I've got quite a few. Look, tell here we go. I've had to write oh, down. Man, scribbling away. Yeah, yeah. Are you a doctor? Right? Are you a doctor? Well, what's wrong I can't with understand you? any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I can't self-diagnose you, <laughs> mate. No, I'm just this, oh, mate. Look, I've got look, little arrows pointing here. Look, I've got four, four, two. You definitely three, you definitely should have been in the. Well, that's right. I started doing it on my phone. I thought I'm going to get blimmin' thumb ache or something, so I thought I'd do it on here instead. Go on. So you got right cramp instead. Go on, yeah. carry on. Then. Right, uh, which one? Do, well, right, okay. So we've got you, quite you, a few on the. Uh, you're in control, mate. You, you oh, carry on. it's a Nathan show. Right, here we go. <laughs> right, so we've only got a couple on the wheels. We've got quite a lot on the wants and the dreams. The wheels. We've got. Um, well, shall I tell you? Actually, before you start, it, shall yeah. I tell you what the odds are? Uh, oh yeah, go the, on then. The current odds of uh, uh, of who um, the betting companies will think. Um, will be the chart manager. This is oddschecker.com I've, I've checked. Um, there's only three, actually, bizarrely, there's only three um, betting companies uh, giving odds on it. Well, there was only <laughs> earlier. I think it was Betfair, uh, Skybet, and Paddy Power, the ones that were giving it, and I think that hasn't changed much by the looks of this. Um, so looking down the list, we've got uh, uh, Skybet are offering Cole Robinson at 5-2 to two on. Eesh. Wow. Uh, Betf... Um, <clears throat> Uh, no, not, is that Betfair? It's BV. What's BV? Betfair. Bet Victor. Victor. Okay. I don't uh, gamble. <laughs> I've no idea. Uh, it's three to one on, and uh, one Paddy on. Power is ten to three on. 
Oh, that's quite so they're all short, odds on. They? All short odds. Gary Caldwell is out at uh, either threes, fours, or fives to one. So he's dropped. Jimmy Floyd Asselbank is elevens, uh, tens, and three to one. Johnny Jackson is twelves in two and then five to one. Kevin Nugent is uh, after he's already said that he don't want it. Uh, is seven to one and twelve to one. Uh, Adam Murray, who's Adam Murray? The one uh, who lost his yeah Mansfield. Oh yeah, okay. He's twenty five to one. As are as are the following. These are all twenty five to ones, right? Barry Ferguson. Dennis Wise, Doogie Friedman, <laughs> Gary Brabin. Who's that? Oh, God, no, <laughs> York City, wasn't it? Like <laughs> I've, done it but I've always probably Bexleaf Town or something. Don't, don't shoot Greenwich don't, Borough. Don't, there's some names on here. Look, hold on. Look, you wait until you hear the others. Uh, these are all on uh, uh, Bet Victor, by the way. Because uh, 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 Paddy Power and Skybet just gave up yeah. Yeah. After, uh, after Adam Murray. Uh, so now we've got uh, Dennis Wise, Doogie Friedman, Gary Brabin, Gary Waddock, uh, James Beatty, Jamie, Jamie Fullerton. Uh, I thought he was an actor. Uh, John Carver, Kevin Keegan. I thought he was Jesus Christ. He's just like pick a name out of a hat and just go, yeah, we'll put him in the mix. That'll do. Uh, Sir Ralph Ramsey. I thought, I thought Kevin Keegan was dead. Um, Lee Clark, Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes, why am I Mark That's got to be a different Mark Why is that Hughes, only 25 to 1 as well? Oh, this is classic. Uh, Mark Robbins, Mark Simpson, Nick Barmby. Uh, Nigel Adkins actually is 25 yeah. to 1 for two of them but 8 to 1 on Paddy Power I was going to say Adkins was right up there a lot uh, Nigel Pearson so, yeah. Nigel Wormk oh blimey uh, Paolo Di Kenya uh, Peter Taylor Phil Brown Russ Wilcox <laughs> ain't he a DJ <laughs> they're, just, they're just mucking about oh, so he'll do the ass part ass music in the oh you'll love this oh I don't I was there that day. Carol Fry's out here at 25 to 1 yeah, as well uh, Stephen Tenors. Presley's in there uh, then we got Alex Ray uh, and then it goes out the 28s uh, old uh, Nibosha Vinicjevic him oh, Nobby Vinegar yeah, yeah him uh, Alex Ray as I said Colin Calderwood Colin Calderwood's only one there's only one there uh, no Calderwood just... that's a different one is that, is that the oh, same that must be a type that a, yeah that's got to be a misprint it? he's just had an assistant at Villa, Guy yeah. Luzon's in there at 33s Steve Evans at 33 even though he's just got another job <laughs> actually that is a thought no. I wonder if they'll do like a. a oh, turn the lights on. Uh, I wonder if they'll do like a. You know, like you, um, uh, if you're betting uh, mm. on a Saturday, but you do a spread, but you do like uh, an accumulator. Yeah. Accumul- yeah. Do you reckon they'll do an accumulator on the three next managers? Because will. it won't be that far away. Yeah, it's yeah. Season, it? Fifteen <laughs> games. Yeah. yeah. So, you could so I reckon. I reckon do accumulator on three. You could. Uh, you could be called each way or something. Absolutely. Uh, Alan Kerb. After all them names, Alan Kerbishley <laughs> is fifty to one. He's at the bottom of the list. Nah, it's about Russ Wilcox, <laughs> surely. No, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, plums, oh, with Ryan Giggs. <laughs> what, curves with Giggs? Curves and Giggs are on 15 one. <laughs> there we are. Oh. Is, is O'Loughlin not on that list? Uh, oh, I didn't. Yeah, Chris O'Loughlin's on three, but he's 20, uh, 10s on Paddy Power, 25s on uh, Bet Victor, and 28s on Skybet. Hmm. I think that is literally like a little lot of they pick names out yet. Well, I mean, look, according to this, it's uh, Carl Robinson's to say no to, by the looks of this. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it looks that way. I mean, if he's he's already declared the interest in the um, gig. Well, apparently he was here. I didn't see him. Yeah, I heard rumours he was here in um, the car park or whatever. And uh, the rumours are that uh, out of those, uh, Calderwood and Robinson have been interviewed. That that uh, apparently so. That's the rumour mm. that's going around. I've no idea if that's true or if there's any substance to it, but that's the rumour that's flying around. So, what uh, what are people? Who do people want? Uh, who do people what want? They, what are the uh, what are the odd, what are the uh, what are what are the fans saying of? So, uh, are they, Absolutely no. Who do they think will definitely have it? That's, right. That's so it they, this is where I was sort of I'm scraping the barrel here, but basically it's mainly everyone reckons it's going to be Colin. Uh, it's not Colin. Chris O'Loughlin, uh, Richard Church saying just the FA should prohibit anyone getting the job because of the, the whole thing. Robin Lisman <laughs> thinks any one of RD's 
and the RD's crew. Well, that's O'Loughlin, then. Yeah, yep. so, I mean, that's the ones that everyone thinks they will get it. Um, in terms of wanting, yeah, Tom van der Peer said uh, J, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Floyd Asselbank would be okay. John Carey said Carol Fry up. Not I've heard of him, but he must be his brother or something. Uh, Susan, a.k.a. Big Tone, has said um, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh, Andy Hughes and JJ. Oh, he'd want them. He'd sort of want them. Yeah. Your hands Actually, or, uh, oh, J- uh, Jack. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> did you hear the Jacko interview from last week? No. Where he said about uh, he's doing his badges. He's on yeah. his second stage of his badges, and uh, he said, "Of course, I want to go because um, I I was in the interview room, mm. uh, but I let it uh, let the main journos ask most of the questions, and I think there's a one from it might have been the Sun um, said, uh, you know, uh, what you." Obviously, because he's he's getting slightly longer in the tooth than he has been for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, got subbed. Uh, so the, the question came: You know, are you looking now into, towards coaching and managing? He said, "Absolutely, definitely. I've taken my coaching badges, uh, and then hopefully I'll get a job. Please God, it'll be here." Is that what he said? That's what he Fair said. Enough. So Don't know how far away he is from those badges, but hurry up, JJ. Yeah, he was fairly fairly quite a long, um, far away down. Because I think he's only got he's just doing. I thought he was just doing his A or B, like a pro one. So it can't be that far away. But it's like a two year course, isn't it? The the pro license. But I go along with it. I like that uh, Jackson Hughes uh, double. Yeah, it's, it's a interesting good one. Though, yeah, the you have quite a people come up with that one. You've got uh, Mike Weed come up with a good good, good suggestion. He said they um, should put Catrian. In charge, and then then Roland Kinsaka by Christmas, <laughs> which was quite a good one. Um, and Pete said, um, keep Nugent, JJ, and you as like a little sort of trio to sort of keep. I'd love to know there, what but... uh, I'd love to know what Jason's thinking of all this because uh, obviously he got uh, he got um, brought into the frame at some point last season, and and then it's been drifted out again. Mm. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, if he thinks he's ever going to get another shout or. Uh, and if he doesn't, will he will he hang around? Would he, yeah, would he want? Would he want it? Well, that's yeah. a point, isn't it? I mean, mm. and we had we had this conversation yesterday actually uh, in, in and around uh, uh, the studio after the game, and uh, you know we're saying, well, would, who would want it? Mm. Anybody yeah. who wants a job, quite yeah, frankly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anybody yeah. who wants a job. Because let's face it, if you're a, if you're a football manager, you think, well, hold on, I'll take the job on a three year contract if I yeah. last sixteen games, as long as, pay pay off, yeah. as long as they pay it up. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to, to, uh, Tom Van der Peer and Mendonca's White Foot said uh, Robinson uh, or Caldwell. So Robinson's really split an opinion. He's re- he's one he, of those. He, he does with me, and yeah. I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I think he's the sort of manager that I, you know, that um, when he's uh, the manager of the opposition, you think, oh, God, I always thought him just as a whinger. Yep, uh, exactly nothing was ever, nothing was ever his fault. It nope. was always somebody else's fault. It was always, it was yeah. always, you know, the, the reason we lost is not because I, I picked the wrong side or the, our players were rubbish. It was that fault. It was the yeah. referee. It was blah, blah, blah. so I was. I've never really re- um, fancied him because of that. Having said that, you know, he's not he's not got a bad CV, I suppose. No, he play, he play, I think he does try and play good football, but yeah, I, I can understand why he divides opinion. Um, but I've never really looked out for him or listened to his interviews to sort of know too much about him. But Plus I know he's a Cardi wearer, isn't he? <coughs> yeah, Cardi, yeah. Cardi's. Not sure I trust so the bloke in the Cardi. So 40s or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't think we could get Jimmy Floyd Esselbank, no. by the way. I don't no. think I want... I'd, yeah. Toilet seats aren't wide enough for a start. <laughs> well, jo- jo- John, John, John Pitcher said... Says uh, me. I should know. <laughs> John Pitcher said, I'd have J- uh, Jimmy Floyd Esselbank only if we if he doesn't get paid to repay, uh, repay the wages he was when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I like that. 30 grand a week. Yeah, I like the, the, one, the one I was just going through... For, for me, it's having a look and say who's who's doing being a success at the moment. You know, we always say oh, it's got to be someone who's out of a job. But actually, why? You know, mm. if we've got there's a reason of, they're out of a job. Yeah, yeah no. oh. N- Neil Ardley. 
Yeah. Decent call, actually. Yeah. They're doing a great job with, like, with Wimbledon, yeah. you know, to take that club to, yeah. to so, sixth in League One. Yeah. But that's that's a fit, isn't it? And, and it's and it's a bit like Chris Powell and us. Yeah. Mm. There's a part of me that desperately wants Chris Powell to come back, but there's another part of me that thinks, is that was that of the time? Yeah. And uh, if he comes back, back yeah. now, do, would it just <clears throat> burst his is uh, that sort of image we've got of him, mm. and and we keep him on that pedestal? I'd like him to stay there. Yeah. Would he if he come back? Would that pedestal start wobbling? I'd want him to come back under new ownership. That's for sure. Oh well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He's, in, he's in a good position, <laughs> yeah. mate. You know, he's, he's doing well at Derby, and he's got. And I'm wondering if Neil Ardley's a similar thing. It's such a passionate uh, mm. setup there, uh, yeah. dragging them back from where they came from, and yeah. so I. I don't think he'd want to leave until he thought he'd done the job anyway, yeah. but uh, would he be as good anywhere else because he wouldn't have the same passion? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love someone, but I know it won't happen. It would be Nathan Jones. I don't think that'll ever happen, but that's, that's a, a good call as well. I that's you going to say Nathan Muller and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I applied. I'm still waiting for the blooming response. But no, I think that one is, again, for, for right now, I don't think it'll ever happen, but if we had different uh, vision as a club, as, a, as an ownership, I think that would be definitely one I would love to see. But um, just simply for the fact of the way he sort of galvanised the young players and he's doing very well at Luton. But there is a guy that's highly rated thing. who's actually still here, and that's um, Steve Clark. Just, he's, Simon Clark. Yeah. 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 Just about yeah, yeah, no, he talks a lot of sense from when, when I've heard him. But um, yeah, but whether he's, whether he's ready yet, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. We've got a couple of emails on it actually. Uh, Stephen Hearns emailed us saying, Hi guys, managers, I would like George, Georgie Costa. That's not a bad that, that's Did you see his interview in the week? Yeah. He came yeah. out and said, said he wanted yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Will be Carl Robinson, he reckons. Yeah. Never want Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> he can't anyway. I've, I mean, there's always talk about it, and apparently he's going to he's a shoe in for the MK Don's. Turn it down, apparently. But uh, he hasn't got his coaching badges anyway. Yeah. Why would you go there? You'd, it's like they made a point, point right now. He said, go and learn your trade a little bit more. Yeah. Why would you yeah. jump in? Because if, if he and jumps in there now. Curbs and Grit didn't. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, you know, those in glass yeah. houses. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um, never to be Arsene Wenger, simply the best manager in the Premiership and plays football the way I think it should be played. Mm. Um, fourth. <laughs> so, no, he's right. Actually, I'm a, 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 actually, he'd make a great director of football somewhere, I think, uh, by the way. Um, Eric Stokes emailed us in as well. Hello, studio. The discussion about declining crowds is a direct reflection on the regime followed by the dross on the pitch. However, this is massively compounded by the media sentiment, which is overwhelmingly negative. It has reached a tipping point now where even uh, I, as a uh, half-full person, starts to question the sanity of attending. Uh, to be fair, Eric, I've uh, questioned the sanity of attending for about uh, 40 years. Uh, that said, I went yesterday for the first time in a while and whilst the game was generally dull one thing we do have is a team of decent characters unlike last year if we just get two decent midfielders we will be a real force and could salvage something from this season despite everything Carl Robinson no thanks I'd rather have Ken Dodd <laughs> that, see that would yeah, be well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in my opinion he Carl Robinson has been overemployed for years and seems to have enjoyed some totally unjustified minor celebrity status in the lower reaches plus he's a scouser I'm not sure I'm not sure that, well, he's, uh, that should, he's no holding that back there is he uh, Jackson and Hughes would be great or Nathan Jones you know, he mentions there <sighs> yeah. uh, so thanks Eric cheers those were the views of Eric Stork by the way not, mm. uh, not as it, it is interesting to see how many people have got the same opinion of Robinson I, I, when I came in um, I, you said I, I said I, won't, I don't want him here uh, but I really didn't realise how many people don't like him. Yeah, we had the same on Thursday. Like, I think a couple of I boys think, were like, I don't really want I think, want though, him. don't you think that it, it, in a strange way, he fits? Does that make sense? Because I don't like the ownership. Well, no, so no, I might well, as well a, bit, a little bit it, of that, yeah. yeah. Um, there's <laughs> a bit of experience in this league. Because and, when you consider yeah. what MK Dons are, yeah. And he was the manager of MK Dons, which also was a club that a lot of people didn't quite, really quite like, and the, set, the whole setup of the MK Dons didn't didn't fit right because they sort of jumped into a position they didn't deserve, mm. and and he was the leader of that, or he was the the face of it. So he's almost uh, he almost fits the sort of 
Criteria. We don't like you, yeah. regime. Do you know what I mean? He almost <laughs> yeah. is perfect for it when you think about it. That's probably why he's going to get interviewed. That sort of that sort of explains. It. I don't particularly want it. But yeah. having said that, we're in, we're in a position where well, obviously we're um, uh, the alternatives. That's the the other issue. Um, if we if it's not uh, somebody who's, who, I mean, you, at least he knows League One, I suppose. Uh, that's probably the only thing you can say in his favour um, from my side, anyway. But um, the alternatives are, as you said, are, um, somebody from the uh, the network. Yeah. Which we don't want to go Thomas down. Thomas Treason, they probably get oh, the stop job it. Done. Stop it. <laughs> sorry, stop sorry, it. sorry. Anything else, Nate? <laughs> yeah, so basically, I've just uh, I just got a couple. Oh, that's a new one. Um, but just going on dream ones, um, it, it, the, the reasons they're given is is what you just said, Tell, is in <clears> terms of perfect fit of the club. And a lot of people have said Curb's back. Uh, a couple more saying about the Hughes and JJ combo, Chris Powell. Um, so they're the main ones in terms of dream. Well, I haven't got any sort of random ones like Pep yet, but hang on, I've got a couple here. I've got uh, Mike said no, Carl Robinson. He's a Pardew. He's he's a Pardew brother from another mother. <laughs> Arrogance personified. I like that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, here's a new one. Mark Chrome said Brian McDermott n- n- not mentioned. Um, uh, s- Is he in the job at the moment? He's, no, no, he's no. not. Sat by Reading again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone's come up with Dougal from Father Ted. <laughs> 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 Father Jack would be fun as well. Mr. H. Mr. H. Oh. Down with this sort of thing. Love that. Careful now. <laughs> uh, and Jimmy's uh, not James. Obviously, Jimmy's his nephew, isn't he? Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. I don't know. I've just got. A, it just says Julia Roberts. That didn't improve the crowd. No question about it. <laughs> that could be a tweet about something else completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you oh, sure you've right, answered the right question to yeah, the no, right it, show? It, there, right? Sorry, his response. Sorry, James. His <laughs> response. He was absolutely love and to picks, and he would say Julia Roberts in charge of. But yeah, it would increase the crowd. It would probably uh, make it back to the attendances of the other days. Tell. <laughs> yeah, quite probably for different reasons. I suspect. Ah, uh, dear. Um, so keep them coming. We've only got uh, something. Oh, 10, 12 minutes of the show left. Um, we've got to cast our minds to Tuesday night as well. Obviously, we've got Bristol Rovers uh, coming up. And uh, what do we think, guys? I mean, we're uh, we're still rudderless, I suppose, in uh, in 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 a, sh- in a way. Um, we're up against uh, a Bristol Rovers side that. Um, in a similar uh, situation to, to Port Vale, I suppose, whether it's a, a genuine play. They're eighth in the table. They are, uh, what, four points out of us at the minute? Mm. Something like that. Mm. And uh, uh, out of they've got seven wins out of uh, out of 18. Um, they've lost five. We've only lost four. So, you know, obviously for us, it's the draw situation. Yeah. But um, they uh, they let in goals big time. They've, they've, uh, they're on minus one, even though they're eighth. Mm. So they scored 26, let in 27. So, uh, what do we think? Um, is do we go in there full of confidence? Um, yes and no, but it's, it's a difficult one because of Saturday's game is going to be such a difficult game, and we're going to need as strong as a side as possible to tr- sort of try and compete in that. I think, but with the players that we've got uh, unavailable as it is, and you know McGuinness was a doubt for Saturday, so is he going to be hundred percent? You know, or are we going to have to patch up a load of players and then run the risk? And that's what I'm worried about is is trying to field. An eleven, <laughs> which which is what my concern is, and um, I'm more looking towards Saturday. Just so I don't, we don't what get a, absolutely spooked. <coughs> I know it's, I know it's stupid, me. but that's they've, yeah. had, uh, they've had a mixed um, mixed few games. Last few games, they uh, drew MK Dons yesterday, uh, lost four two to uh, Crawley. Uh, sorry, beat Crawley four two in the FA Cup. Uh, got taught by Millwall. Uh, uh, at Millwall, four 0 in the last league game before that, lost in the football league trophy, but that's not uh, not too <laughs> much of an d- issue. They beat Fleetwood uh, Town, and then lost to. So it's been very patchy. They lost yeah. uh, Peterborough before that. They beat uh, Oldham before that. 
so it's a bit up and down. And in normal circumstances, I think you'd go there feeling fairly confident. But we're not in normal circumstances, are we? No, it, I mean just looking at that form and they're eighth in the league. This league is so you know anyone can beat anyone in in my my opinion. It's not a, you look at the league compared to when we were last in it. The the quality and it's, it's a lot. Well, it's a lot poorer. Look, there are two things I want to point out there. This uh, you know the side we beat yesterday were seventh. Yeah, you know, and we absolutely bossed them for two halves. Uh, Swindon, who absolutely caned us, just got tanked three nil yesterday. And they lost to Eastleigh. And they yeah, lost exactly. Eastleigh lost it. Cup, so yeah. you know how that's possible when, when but, well, yeah. I know it's but we made them look like Brazil. It weren't yeah. because we, you know, they were any good. So you know when you look at the, the standard of this league, we should be just. Uh, just if if we've got the same team as, as Saturday, as Nathan just said, it's just whether we can get the same team out there because Solly it doesn't sound like Solly will play. Um, if you've got I this, think it'd be too big a risk. Yeah. I think they, you know, I think Foley did all right there. There's no reason yeah, not to exactly. continue till till Solly's completely fit. I, I think I think we'll come away with a draw. I'd love to go there and get a, a win, but I don't. Away from home, we seem to be struggling a bit. Like I went to the Gillingham game, and I know there's obviously Slade tactics and those sorts of things at that point, but the, the away games from what I've seen, we've been relatively poor bar that Port Vale one mm. and, and Walsall at the start of the season so if we came away with a point from that I won't be too disappointed mm. if we can go and get three against Sheffield United on, on Saturday because yeah. I've got a real worry that Sheffield United are going to tonk us and as I'd, shocking as it sounds I agree with you I'd, 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 I'd rest Josh I'd play Nova I wouldn't, I wouldn't even play really? Josh yeah I wouldn't play him I wouldn't risk I'd, let, I'd keep him for Saturday keep him Saturday not yeah, a bad chap definitely I've uh, got a couple more tell quickly on quickly, these quickly yeah because I've got three emails I want to go through alright so we've got uh, last three if you send it after this I'm sorry but Seb Lewis has said uh, nobody has mentioned Darryl Clark at Bristol Rovers t- taken from non-league to League One vi- League One playoffs in double quick time John Carey said Jan is a dream to appointment <laughs> oh, yeah. and Bob Lipscomb has, uh, has replied to he said Mr Bean good fit <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Cheers, quality <laughs> that'd be hilarious uh, right um, uh, bless him Paul O'Connor's uh, emailed us in the, the dad of Jack who was here uh, yesterday. Just wanted to say, hi guys, just wanted to say thanks for all your hospitality yesterday. Jack really enjoyed himself and loved taking part in the memorial service on the pitch. He knows how important that was to be part of. Bless him. Good win yesterday. Need the supporters to get behind the team and forgot, forget about the politics and get on with the football. Oh, if only. Uh, thanks again. That's from Paul the Dad. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. And uh, trust me, uh, Jack did you proud. He was great in here yesterday and uh, and conducted himself superbly. You should be proud. Um, we got a letter from um, that Louis Mendes received yesterday. It came actually into the club to Louis. I think he thought it was uh, a bomb when he first saw it, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it came in. Dear Louis, please could you very cast... Uh, I mean, and 20 quid dropped out. He thought all of his Christmases come at once right after that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it turns out, dear Louis, please could you very kindly pass on the enclosed £20 so that it reaches the fighting fund for the marvellous group of supporters widely recognised as card. I have followed CFC since the young age of 12, I'm now 66, and still attend the odd match home and away. Like all fellow child supporters, we're in the grips of a revolt against the current owner, Roland de Chatelet, and his mediocre team of executives stroke executions. Uh, as an avid listener to your superb radio show, Charlton Live, and a subscriber to CFC Player for several years now, I'm in total disbelief regarding the huge efforts that card get involved with trying to oust this Belgian millionaire. Uh, the taxi to the home of Roland with all the stress balls and pink pigs is quite beyond incredible and I take my hat off to everybody involved. I've just read in the media that Russell Slade is no longer our manager and I dread to think who will be up next as manager to become more fodder to the clan of de Chatelet. Although my £20 is minimal, I wanted to make sure that the fighting fund can continue for the lengthy period of time until we are finally rid of this man and his regime. Keep up the great work at Charlton Live. You're all doing a grand job keeping us customers. Sorry, I meant supporters. Uh, well informed of things relating to our proud club. Come on, you addicts. And yours sincerely, David G.W. Evans. David, well done. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm sure uh, Louis passed that on, although don't be surprised if he spent it in McDonald's on the way up to uh, uh, Stoke. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, he's, he, I know he's passed it on. Um, we've also had uh, an email from um, Jonathan Ackworth. 
as he might have seen. Had an idea this evening. Uh, what about taking the marches to the next step? By boycotting the game completely at the Valley and marching uh, to demo outside the National Stadium at FA headquarters while the match is on uh, live. Had some great feedback on this and I think it could work. Get front page news. Discuss if you can in the studio. Do you ever think um, a full boycott would ever work? I don't know if it would, well, don't know would it ever work, but I don't think it would ever happen. Well, all right. Then, then, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> I should rephrase that. Do you think it would ever happen? That's no, what I meant to say, no, actually. No. No. Me neither, actually, if I'm honest. Uh, I mean, if it's going to happen, it should be an FA Cup, or uh, it's more likely to happen in a Cup game where people have actually got to spend money to to, yeah. to, uh, to actually uh, buy a ticket. Um, but uh, it'd be an interesting one to see if it would work. But uh, personally, I don't think so. don't think uh, people would boycott in, in enough numbers. No, so, I think you'd... I've, I think the March, a March generally, I don't think is a bad idea. Mm. Um, uh, because we've had, we've had several of them in the past. Uh, to commemorate certain things so a march generally is probably not a bad shout and, mm. uh, not necessarily to any particular HQ because I don't think uh, the FA give a monkey so, no, <laughs> the so, so why bother mm. but uh, one from you know like we used to do or we've done a few times from Wally's Town all back up the yeah. valley may, that may work although organising that I mean I did one for the 10 year anniversary when we came back I organised that that was a nightmare then and yeah. there's much more red tape about it now so God knows what it'd be like now yeah I think I think to have a massive boycott from the, I don't, it will never happen because you'll have you ha- you do have a, a nucleus of supporters that will come regardless and just want to come and watch the football and disagree with the you know the process stuff which you know is they're, they're, they're right and that and so in because of that I don't think the, that every single fan will just disengage and go right now I'm not going um, so yeah I think obviously the, it's all going to boil down to the sort of march that you say to us so Last few, um, last few emails, uh, last few tweets coming in. Let's have a little butchers. Let's have a look. Um, oh yeah, we've got a couple. Here we go. Um, apparently, uh, we just got an email in saying I'm entitled to a tax refund. That's good. Who are you? Are? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, I've got to send them my bank details. Though that, that's uh, that's, yeah. that's bound to be genuine. Mother's maiden name and your ping and your ping <laughs> pin number. Uh, Ray Bates said, "Curbs, JJ Powell, Costa Hughes are all up there, legends, and should be left there under this regime. It may as well be dogs in charge." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's uh, a picture of Bailey on that. There's a yeah. picture of loads of different dogs in there, yeah. Um, and then it's just a couple of retweets, really. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been quite good. I mean, it, it seems from all the tweets, it is, the majority is hoping of something of of um, a Chris Powell or a JJ sort of Andy Hughes thing, which is the dream. And we haven't heard your opinion, boys, by the way. I'd, I'd still say I'd stick with Nathan Jones if, if it's a dream. But who? Oh, what, all four? All right, okay. Do, uh, dream would be Jones. Don't want. Is any of the? I don't want Chris O'Loughlin. Uh, Will Chris O'Loughlin? I <laughs> think you think it's a, he's just being sort of. I, I think yeah. I, I, some, I think it's Bob Lipscomb tweeted in. Yeah, he did. I just think he's being ready for it. Yeah. I really do. <clears throat> um, and uh, Irish though. Yeah. Just throw it. Throw it. So in Will there. dream, don't and want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd probably. I, I, I don't know what I want. My my. for me. You don't know. <laughs> My uh, my want is Ardley. My don't want is, is Robinson. Um, my think and I don't know. I still think it's going to be Adkins. I don't really? know why. Really? Which is why I'm looking at twenty five to one. I'm oh, thinking I might yeah. have a tenner yeah. on that. Um, and the the dream would be Eddie Howe. Yeah, all, all day so, Eddie Howe. I think he's does a he's done an unbelievable shot. job at Bournemouth. Um, but it will never happen because I think he'll be England manager soon. That's almost yeah. Enough. That's a shoe in. I think you're right. I think dream for me would probably would still be uh, actually a Curbs Powell partnership. 
Oh, decent. Um, because that would uh, that would take the pressure off Powell coming back the, a second time around. The one thing with that is, is isn't it been just been too long that Curbs has been away from it? I'm I th- sure. I, maybe, but I still think he's got a lot to offer. I mean, yeah. I agree with you. By the way, I don't think you could ever be a manager again in his own right unless he went back to basics. And and I think he's. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to work now because the whole thing with West Ham where he got paid out eventually, mm. uh, but he couldn't work while that whole thing was going on. So he was he was forced not to work for about three years, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. And in that time, he's just been forgotten. And there are so many other people about there now. Uh, and he's always maintained, I think, that I'm good enough still to do a premiership job, so I don't want any other. So, which sort of puts him out of uh, most uh, people's uh, radar, I think, mm. because premiership wants proven guaranteed, well, not guaranteed success, but as, as guaranteed as it possibly can be. So they're not going to, uh, curves will be a risk now. Uh, mm. Yeah, and, I think a lot of clubs don't want to take that risk. Yeah. So you'd have to step back. And I think, uh, I'd like to think anyway, because Powell was was his mentor, um, mm. and Chris Powell admitted that he learned a lot from Alagozi. I think that'd be a great team. Mm. It'd take the pressure off Chris Powell coming back, uh, because uh, as I say, I'm a bit worried about um, it not working second time around. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't want him to to have to go through that. So uh, I think it, it it has a possibility to work. That'd be my dream anyway. It's not going to happen, but that'd be my dream. Mm. Uh, I think you're right. I think uh, I think it's probably Carl Robinson. The bookies are very rarely that wrong. Uh, so for mm. three of them to have him as odds on is. Uh, is fairly damning. Uh, Nigel Atkins is a possibility. Uh, definitely don't want. I think um, I'm not that against Carl Robinson if he comes. You know, I've not got that big an opinion. I'm not mm. a ma- massive fan, but mm, I don't care. I'm not. I, I don't like Nigel Atkins more actually. Uh, yes. bec- uh, and I've no other reason for that other than when he was at Southampton and he came here. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can, uh, I can compare it because he was a bit of a well. Uh, an awkward person to deal with when he was when he was a Southampton boss when he came here. Uh, I've got a story for that off off air. So he'd be one that I wouldn't particularly want mm. at all. Actually, don't want absolutely not. Fortunately, he's just got the Mansfield job, so that's perfect for me. Yeah. I, I would I wouldn't want that bloke anywhere near my football club. Uh, so I'm pleased he's not coming. Um, and that's about it. I think. Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks to everybody much. for your contributions. It's uh, it's flown by. Actually, it's it's now yeah, uh, it's now our bar state. By. We've uh, we've done our bit. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks uh, for all your contributions. Uh, it's been much appreciated. And uh, sorry for my coughing and spluttering. Um, but we got through it eventually. Uh, and we'll be back again. Uh, there'll be the Thursday highlight show as as we look forward to Sheffield. We'll know by that time what's happened at Bristol on a freezing cold Tuesday night. So uh, we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everybody. See thanks, Nate. No worries. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, mate. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.